Welcome to Beyond the Bottom Line with Anna Letitia Cook. Good morning and welcome to Beyond the Bottom Line. My guest today is James Bardron. We haven't spoken, I think, for three years or so. Um, to give you through, yeah. <laughs> maybe more, long time, lots of change. So welcome to the show. It's great that you're on. I really appreciate you coming back. No, well, thanks very much for inviting me again. Obviously, I didn't uh, make things out too bad the first time for you to have me back. So thank you. <laughs> exactly. Um, just to give everyone a bit of background on you, you're now a performance specialist and you're focusing on entrepreneurs and professionals who want to really elevate all the areas of their professional and personal life. And previously, you were in the oil and shipping industry, very much yeah. oil, Texas yeah. and London. Yeah. Um, yeah. So real high pressure situations, lots of different cultures, negotiating contracts, everything that really causes stress, anxiety, yeah. pressure and drama. Yeah. So now what you're in now seems to be a much more positive way of helping people forward. So that's what I really wanted to talk about, about performance with positivity, because I'm big on having a positive mindset and getting better results, as you say, better results with less hassle. So last time we were talking about gender balance, obviously, because it was for Women Up Radio. Sure. Today, I want to go more onto the, the focus of the challenges of managing pressure in the types of industry that you were in and other types of high pressure industry. So can you give us an overview? Normally, working in high pressure sectors, what's it like? You know, how really bad is it? <laughs> Well, it, it can go from uh, not too bad to very bad. And to be honest with you, there's a combination of things. There's not one thing that uh, is a cause of that because ultimately, and this is something I learned through my own experiences, is that ultimately we make the decisions. Yeah. And the thing is that, most people don't know how to actually work with their minds. They're fighting against it, which is why we have this anxiety, stress, and the way that we, if we start working with our minds more and elevate the way that we think and the quality of our thinking, then we're not going to suffer so much. Because by, by that, what I mean is that for the majority of people, their minds control them. It's just the way that we've been conditioned. And if we work for, example, a company that doesn't have the culture in place to actually look after the employees and value them, which comes down to the leaders inside the organization, that the prime example of that is I've worked for organizations where it was just about the bottom line, no ifs, buts or whatever. It was just the bottom line. And if you didn't like it, there's the door. Yeah. And the thing was, you accepted that. And that's what I mean by we ultimately have the decision. We don't have to have that job, but we become conditioned. Oh, look how much money it's paying. Yeah. Look at the perks. Look at all these other things. Look at the company car back in those days. And so you looked at the overall package and it was always about how much money. And 
in your 20s, your well, majority of people were all very eager, hungry to go out and get that job, to get the things, the stuff, the house, the cars and everything else. And we, we are far better equipped to deal with the pressures because obviously we haven't experienced it for long enough. Yeah. But the thing about it is over a course of time that unless we have ways of uh, dissipating that and getting rid of all that stress and anxiety, it's just going to keep building up. And so we just have to be aware of how we can deal with that. And as I say, I was a prime example. I didn't. I thought one day a week going out having a game of football or something like that would uh, help. Well, it did, but it didn't get rid of it, didn't eradicate yeah. all the 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 stress and the uh, anxiety and the pressures because yeah. there wasn't enough downtime. And yeah. so we just have to be aware of a what, what it's doing to us and realize that we have got a choice and what choices are we making in our personal lives as well as our professional lives that are going to combat the stress and pressures. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know I keep banging on to everybody all the time about holistic success mm -hmm. and not just material or the title, but real success is when you've got success in every part of your life. So absolutely fun, relaxation, family, friends, hobbies, and your job, but not just your job. Um, and I'm really into well-being as well and fitness. And I think all of that helps because if you eat well, your body works better and your brain works better and your emotions work better. Then if you exercise, again, everything's better, fitter. You're reducing some of the stress. You're evacuating. You're having fun. So it all is like a, um, a nice ball rolling forwards in a positive direction. But I particularly like the fact that you've gone into the idea of performance and positivity um, and trying to get less hassle and less pressure because it's something I think is very important. And I think some people are beginning to be aware of it. But for well-being in general and holistic success, do you think that more people are interested in it now or have they still got very much the mindset, you know, you've got to work harder, longer and faster to get success? You're still always going to have that uh, outlook, that viewpoint from a certain portion of people, because that's the way that they've been taught yeah. as they grow up. Yeah. And so they're going to teach it to their kids and so on and so on. However, what you are getting is far more uh, people who are prepared and just think, hang on a second, they're reading more. They, they're getting more educated about, hang on a second, if he can do it or she can do it, well, maybe I can. Yeah. I'm not saying all will, because that's, again, comes back to what's here is yeah. the, 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 the mind and the way that we've been conditioned, which I'll come on to in a second, that some people want to have more quality of life. Years ago, there was nowhere near the amount of information around like there is today about how we can live longer, how we yeah. can. It's not just necessarily longer, but better quality during yeah. that time. And we don't have to kill ourselves working for somebody to the age of the old age. It used to be 65, now it's 70 or whatever it is. <laughs> and the, th the thing is that, again, people have questioned that old way of thinking and those beliefs is that you have to do this, i.e. go to college, get the job, work 
for X number of years, 65, get the gold watch and take your pension to go and put your slippers on. Yeah. You know, people are younger. The kids are going out there at uh, such a young age with the digital world we've got of making money, doing things themselves. And with that, people are thinking, well, hang on a second. No, I don't necessarily want to work for someone else. I want to work for myself. And how can I do that, make money and enjoy life as well as you were saying, holistically? So there are far more people prepared to do that now. However, there's still this situation where people struggle because they say the mind controls everything. Yeah. Whether people appreciate it or agree with it or not, they have no real concept about how powerful our mind is, that up to 95% of our day is actually run by the subconscious mind on autopilot, repeating yeah. the same habits, both good and bad. And so, which is why when people try to change something, whether that's getting rid of excess weight or they want to change job, they want to get promoted, that at some point that their subconscious kicks in and actually stops them, which is why so many people say, yeah, oh, I really like the idea of going setting up a business up by myself yeah. or on my own. And why does it take them two, three years? They're still looking at potentially doing that. They yeah. procrastinate. Yeah. Well, because it's just inside. What if I fail? Oh, and what am I going to look like? And, oh, I've got to pay those bills. I've, and, oh, I have to work for, you know, until I get to this. So we have to question all these things and uh, see what really is going to fit in and if it's viable for us to go and do what we really want. Yeah. Do you but think, the thing it's, is, sorry. Want, do you think it's a generational thing as well? Yes, it will be because, as I say, when you've been taught something and it becomes part of your habitual life, yeah. it's far more difficult to actually break those habits because they've been conditioned for so long. So if you get a, a teenager, for example, that's able and willing to do something, they're more likely to achieve the changes than somebody who is, say, 87 years of age because, as you probably have heard so many times, is, oh, you can't teach a dog new tricks. It's mainly because they don't really want to change, as it were, and it's more difficult. They're yeah. ingrained, the, yeah. uh, the habits, into, yeah. our, into our minds. Yeah, because, I mean, I see... I come from a strange background. I come from a farming background. So my family were farmers. So I used to see my dad, you know, getting up really early, out at all hours during the harvest, during various seasons, all of the employees, you know, blah, blah, blah. So for, I've got that thing that you work all the hours that exist when you need to. Um, but then the first job that I did was in the city. And that was in the 80s. <clears throat> And I, rem we, I remember them. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm glad somebody else does. <laughs> but with that, we had the, the managing director and the other directors. They wouldn't come in before half past nine and they'd be going at four, half past four. And they'd be playing golf a couple of times a week with clients because that's what success was. It wasn't spending, you know, a whole day from the crack of dawn to sunset in the office. So I had that as well. I had one side saying short days and then from my dad's side saying you work really long when you want to. And it seems to me that since I first started work, people have gone more and more and more towards you've got to work, you've got to work, it's got to be all the hours, it's got to be the pressure. And it's like the, the longer the day, 
the more it proves that you're good at your job. And I think that's my experience. Do you think that that's like that? Or I just happened to be in an industry and a company that was really decent? Well, it's a mixture of both because I understand exactly what you're talking about. And the, the weird thing about that is that in going back to the original question, working in high pressure environments, they're demanding because yeah. the expectations, the financial rewards are yeah. huge, yeah. potentially huge. They're only potentially huge, A, if you're working those long hours yeah, exactly, yeah. and you're successful. Yeah. So if you're getting in at 9.30 when the other guys are in at 6 or 6.30, they've got three hours on you. They might have, yeah. they might have already made the week's money by the yes. time you get in. So you're perceived as being lazy. A, you can't be bothered. It's your attitude. So that's yeah. going to work against you. And the thing is that when you've got the guys you're talking about getting in at 9.30, that's the old school managerial uh, director level culture that's developed within inside the organization is, uh, don't forget, laddie, I've done my 25 years. I've I've earned my pips on the shoulder to get to this position to come in at half past nine and to play golf with uh, the clients twice a week. You spend 25 years doing what I've done and you can do it. So yeah. what you're doing is you're replicating, you're just teaching the people just to repeat the same process. Yes. That's the culture that's in there. And it's some organizations that uh, I'm sure they still do the same thing now. Years ago, they used to have numbers. So you were you were a level 16, yeah. whatever that meant, is that, oh, that, oh, I can't do such and such because I'm only a level 16. If I'm a level 17, then I can take a Friday afternoon off and this sort of stuff. That's the cultures they develop. And that, to me, that's dehumanizing someone. Yes. You know, but, but that's a big corporation that decided that's what works for them. Yeah. So it was just how the, the company wanted to work with the, the, the people inside it. And again, it comes back down to the leadership with inside the organization is what's going to happen. What do we want to happen and I don't think they really value the people by treating them that way. Yeah. And we just have to become more aware of, A, what do you want with inside the organization? I think there are more companies now that people are starting to value their staff and people yeah. by looking at how they, that they don't have to work, you know, 20 hours a day. The yeah. prime example, and I didn't want to get onto this subject, but it has this way of creeping in. What's happened in the last 18 months is a prime example. If you had gone back 10, 15, 20 years, even 30 years, and said to somebody, look, oh, I'm going to work at home on a Friday, they'd look at you and say, no, you're not, because I know what you're going to do. You're going to be out on the golf course, or you're just going to be out playing around, because we didn't have uh, Skype, Zoom, and uh, video conferencing. We didn't even have mobile phones all those years yeah. ago. So. It was an easier way for people to think that you were going to skive off rather than think, hang on a second, I can be more productive because I don't have John and Terry and people going out smoking on the uh, outside and pop into the pub Friday lunchtime for a three hour lunch. And so people's ideas would change when they're when they have to change, because what's happened in the last 18 months Look what's happened to so many organizations. Oh, hang on a second. We can still be productive with people working from home. Yeah. Ah, so we can work less hours and still be productive and make money. Yes. Yep. Which is so wonderful. It can work. It just, <laughs> yeah. It's just if people are prepared to look at it, it comes down to uh, the, the beliefs of people because beliefs are what drive the behavior. Yeah. So what do you say um, for people who do want to 
follow your your beliefs about performance and positivity and less hassle etc what can the people that are really in a stressful situation under pressure at work not managing things very well whether they're management level or one of the team what can they do to try and change the way that they're working the way they're looking at things and to get that better lifestyle but still achieving success but a better type of success well believe me if i can do anybody can because i was (laughs) i was i was one of the prime examples and i still talk to my wife about it is that for so many years i would just believe my own lies and uh, bs yeah is that oh i've got to i've got to do this i've got to do that well when you break it all down you don't have to do those things you were telling yourself you had to and the 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 main thing is to realize is you do have a choice and all of the things that we're talking about here, anxiety, stress, things like that, disease, migraines, and all the things that go with it, uh, high blood pressure, they're all just symptoms. Yep. But majority of people accept that that's what happens as you get older. It goes with the territory. No, it doesn't. It goes because it's a symptom and you haven't discovered what the underlying cause is. Until yeah. you under, understand what that cause is, you can't do anything about it. And the thing is that, again, if you work with your mind and know how to do that, then you'll understand that you can take control rather than your mind being in control. So if you go down and start asking yourself a, a, the questions and see where you come up with excuses yeah. and things like saying, I have to, and everything else. When you start writing those down and break it all down, you'll soon realize is that you are being controlled and you're being controlled by a belief that isn't necessarily helping you, uh, um, a set of habits that mean you aren't going to change because your mind's controlling you and you have this fear factor and it's, it's very conniving. And that's the thing, which is why so many people stay stuck because they yeah. don't know how to work with it. It, it, it can it's fear and it can be very real. It's scary. Oh no, what if I might lose my job if I don't and all this sort of stuff. You think, well, where's all that come from? Yeah. It's just a very, very clever um, trick that the mind plays to keep you what it conceives as safe because it's known. Oh it, yeah, but I've got, it's a, you've got a safe job and all these sorts of things. So we're just yeah. going to keep getting that as opposed to hang on a second. If I do change, everything will improve. And which isn't always, it's simple, but it's not always easy. And the simple fact of it is, is to, once you actually understand that, is to work with somebody that actually can help. And I I say that helping on the basis is that no matter wherever else you did, if you wanted to learn how to improve your golf game or learn to play tennis better, you'd go and see somebody that, hang on a second, can you spot my faults? Because I think it's this and they'll probably tell you actually it's nothing to do with that it's this and this and this yeah and you've got far greater chance of actually changing and putting things in on a permanent basis if you work with somebody that knows what they're doing rather than just wishing and hoping to do it on your own why because your mind is so powerful if you don't know how to deal with as i said already it's going to start knowing how to manipulate you to doing what it wants rather than what you want yeah yeah and would you say something that corporate can get involved in or is it better that the individual i mean so can the corporation actually 
if they change want to. the way they do. But do you think if it would want, work if they want to? <laughs> yeah. I, How? I, I, I'll be totally honest, Anna. Some some com- some companies pay for training for the sake of training to keep their shareholders happy. Look, look what we've done. Yeah. Rather than having people on the board, the CEOs and the people that pull the strings and make the decisions that say, hang on a second, do we really care about our people? Because if they valued their people enough that they would care about them, that they would think, hang on a second, what are we, what are we trying to do? What are we aiming to achieve long term? Yeah. And when you get the difference of a CEO that actually cares about the people inside the organization like that versus somebody else that he's thinking, well, hang on a second, uh, you know, once we've gone to IPO or whatever it is, and I've got my 5, 10, 15, 20 million pay packet, my yeah. pension's uh, locked in, great, then I can go and play golf. Well, then you're going to see that mirrored with inside the organization yeah. rather than people being valued. How can we? You know, if they looked at it, well, this is the way I want to be treated. Let's treat our, our staff the same way. Yeah. If you start getting that sort of a mentality and a mindset and a culture developed with inside the organization, I guarantee you, you would see far better results than they would yeah. ever dream imaginable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But they, it- that's if they're prepared to do it, as I say, mm-hmm. because very few are on the basis is, as I said before, Oh, what are people going to say if I try and implement this? If we try and change too quickly? Oh, what, what's going to be said? What will yeah. the board do? And all these sorts of things. So I tend not to work with big corporations, um, the large, large organizations, because it's just me. I prefer to work with companies that are smaller companies. Yeah. Uh, what's classified as sub small companies, sub 300 people that people that really want to change and want to make a difference not just for themselves, but for the people inside their organization. Yeah. And the only way you're going to do that is if you care about them. Yes. Yep, exactly. So do you think the the best um, solutions or the best results or the most impact comes from individuals doing it for themselves or small companies, as you say, trying to make things better or working together? Or can you not really make a it depends upon it depends upon the individual what the, what does the individual actually want do they want to achieve uh, again this is why when you said what, what i do i work with professionals professionally and personally because so many people think oh well you know it's, it's a bit like what's your work ethic well you don't have a work ethic you either have ethics or you don't yeah you don't suddenly go to work at nine o'clock and oh i've got my work ethics on here yeah. It's like values. You either have a set of values or you don't. It's as simple as that. And when you go to work, that your work, you will take a certain element of your home life into work and vice yeah. versa. Yeah. So when you realize that and get people to realize that at the end of the day and to try and get some harmony, I don't believe in balance because you can't balance the two. If, you, if you're spending eight hours a day at an office and 12 hours at home or vice versa, how are you going to get balanced? Yeah. What you really want, I believe, is harmony so that the two are intermingled. Yep. But when you go to work, there isn't a problem and vice versa. When you go home, there isn't a problem from the work being taken home that we can actually handle that. Yeah. And that's got to be down to the person on because we all vary. What, what is the challenge? They yep. might have a personal challenge, a relationship challenge, a self-image challenge that am I good enough to become the CEO? Oh, oh God, I'm in line to be. The, C, the chief operating officer, 
Am I, oh my God, that's come up all of a sudden. Am I good enough? Yeah. So that isn't just down to the individual. That will be down to the company if they believe in their people. Because, yeah. well, he might be good on paper, but in reality, just because the paper says he's qualified, is he qualified in here and is he qualified yeah. in here? Yeah. And if he's not, well, how he's really the best guy for it. How do we work with him or her to yeah. uh, to help us and help them become the best that they can be? So yeah. each situation is different. There's not just one size fits all, and you've got to look at each uh, each case individually, if that makes sense. Yep, yep, exactly. And I know you also, you're very much into um, helping people really fulfill their own potential. So how can you do that? How can you... Um, get people aware of what their potential is because a lot of the time we do things that we think we're good at which we may well be but it's not necessarily where our heart is and where our full potential is so how can we become more aware and channel towards a you know a better direction again that depends on the person you say with the person what they what they love yeah Uh, so many people are scared to take the leap and yeah. I'm not just saying just do it for the sake of it or do it at the wrong time. But, you know, as I said, w- when we go out to work and from a younger age, we're told, look, go and get a good, steady job, get your education. And I'm not knocking education far from it. <laughs> but, but life doesn't happen systematically. Yeah. That just because you've got your O-levels from showing my age, GCSEs, whatever they are now, and then you get your A-levels and then you go into college, you get your degree, MBA, and then whatever, and become a doctor, um, that everything is all going to pan out like that. It doesn't work. And a lot of people I see, they go in and they go into certain jobs or careers because, oh, that's what I'm good at. Well, hang on a second. Just because you're good at it doesn't mean you really like it because you're going to spend the next 40 or 50 years now doing it, 60 years in some cases, that are you going to have three years of okayness and 47 years of pain and misery and anxiety. Yeah. And, you know, you see so many people going through life in this day and age drifting, you know, uh, miserable um, anxiety, stress filled to the age of about 45. Yeah. And then people say, what happens then? Well, they just accept it, (laughs) you know, and think, well, great. So the thing is, if you really do want to do something is find a way to actually do that yeah doesn't matter what it is you're only here once i know it's a cliche but go and find a way to actually do it yeah and what you were saying there a second ago about potential the thing is that we all have you know uh, a an unlimited i suppose amount of potential but how often do we really tap into it yeah. well scared fear and all these sorts of things are the that really stop us um because we don't believe we can achieve something yeah as i say when we're younger we're oh well you're you're good at this so you may be pushed in a certain direction or you think you're going to go down that right direction oh because oh there's no money in that don't do that yeah we take on all these things from other people these directives that actually yes we do need money but I don't have to be successful in your eyes. I don't have to become the lawyer because you want me to, and it's the family name. If you really want to do something and you enjoy it, find something you really enjoy and just go with it 
and you're going to have more peace and harmony in your life than you are otherwise. Yeah, yeah. I also think people are more successful when they do that because if they're passionate, even if it's something that's not typically a high salary type career, if it's something they're really, really interested in and it makes them come alive, they're so positive that they spread the positivity around and other people get interested. So they naturally generate, you know, a ball rolling sort of vibe and people come towards it. Totally. But- and, you know, the, probably the, the biggest thing that I've found is that I don't know of a human being that doesn't want to have fun and feel good in life. Yeah. We are designed to do that. The problem is we're led to believe that we can't do that more often than not. Yeah. You know, and when you think about it, oh, oh, don't be silly. Stop dreaming and stop doing this and stop doing that. Go and get yourself a, a proper job and all these other things. <laughs> well, hang on a second. What about having some fun? What about feeling good yeah. along the way? The more, the more often we can actually do that, just think how, how much better life is. And, uh, you know, a lot of people probably think it's a way with the fairies, but hang on a second. When you suddenly become ill, you start yeah. wishing, oh, hang on a second. I, yeah. I, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I slow down a little bit? Why didn't I do that? You know, yeah. oh, whoever says, you know, when they're really old and, not as healthy as they can be. Whoever yeah. turns around and says, you know what, I should have stayed in the office a few extra hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So Not you'll find a way, years. just go and do something that makes you uh, yeah. feel better and be in an yeah. environment around people that's going to make you feel better as well. Yeah, yeah, makes such a difference. So totally. thank you very much. Can I ask you, do you have any one final piece of wisdom or strategy that you think we should keep in mind, which is going to really help us going forward? Yeah, is at all, at all costs, work with your mind. Find a way, whether it's reading, listening uh, to somebody, your um, podcasts, your videos, your material, and lots of people out there. I know there's people out there saying, oh, yeah, but you can get too much of that. No, you can't. How can you get too much of things that are going to help move you forward? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the, the average person has something like 60,000 thoughts a day. And I can guarantee you the majority of those thoughts are on the negative, stress, yeah. anxiety, and everything else. So the more that you read about things, the more that you watch and listen to people that have experienced what we just talked about, the feel-good factors, and focus on those sorts of things, that's going to have a reflection in your life and work with this. It will certainly change your life. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thanks, James. It's been a real pleasure speaking to you again. And thank you for all that advice. Um, It's very interesting. There's quite a few things there that I'm going to be listening to again, because I thought they were very, very valuable. So lovely speaking to you. Thanks, Uh, Anna. You've all been listening to Beyond the Bottom Line with our guests, James Bargeron and me, Anna Letitia Cook. Don't miss next week's episode and everybody have a lovely day. Bye.